0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One of my all-time favorite recurring guests and friend of the program. That's right, Graham Couch is with us. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk football. We'll talk all things MSU sports. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, On Spartans listeners. We're going to let Graham Couch talk here in a hot second. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Graham, speaking of betting, if you had to bet if this is going to be a good episode or not, where, where are you going to put your money on here?
1: Yeah, I would definitely pick the under. I mean, you, you've, yeah. you've slumped down to the point of getting me as a guest. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, I that's right. Ready. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, you know how it goes.
0: Yeah, you're always 17th on my list of uh, people to DM. No, you're one of my favorite people that we have on of the Lancy State Journal, of the Couch in the Room podcast. But it's not just Northwestern basketball having COVID issues, I understand, Graham. You guys are having some COVID issues over at the Couch in the Room
1: podcast. What?
0: What's going on? What's happening? Yeah, I think
1: you know. Despite being a, as I wrote, an impenetrable force, uh, the Rube is out this week, so <laughs> no. uh, we're we're uh, we're down. And you know, a lot of people do podcasts like this, right? We're we're both in the home office. Sure, it really doesn't matter as long as you're feeling up to it. You do you do the pod, and if it's reversed, if I if I'm sick, we can still do it. I have all the equipment for that. But Jason also produces ours, and we That's do tough. it in a very nice uh, studio with a lot of uh, expensive equipment, and it adds to the production quality. So. Uh, we're we're kind of, yeah. We don't really have a backup plan when he's down, so we're 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 down for the count probably for the week. There you go. Well, hey, you get
0: to talk it up with a schmuck like me, and you know, I gotta say, the old immature me would make a joke about COVID cancellations and say like, "Oh, Michigan basketball might start getting some ideas here this season." But I I'm working on myself, Graham. I'm becoming more mature, and also, hey, this isn't a Michigan podcast. This is MSU, so let's start talking about those Spartans here. And I want to start this conversation with the most, like, cringy, cliche, talking head question possible. Speak in generalities, no defined uh, existence of this conversation. So here we go, Graham. You ready for this one? Does A.J. Hogard have it? Does A.J. Hogard have it?
1: Well, he is not him, but he might have it. Mm, Okay. That's my big – I like to separate those two things. Very two different things. No – you know. Uh, if anybody listens to Couch in the Roof, they know he is him is like my least, <laughs> the most cringeworthy thing. It's like it's like a, a Gen Z or taking out a phone in a movie theater. It's like the, the worst thing you can possibly do is say Keon Coleman is him. I mean, I I, I can't do it. I just uh, can't, guilty. Can't take <laughs> it. It's, nothing in the world is going to lead me to root against Keon Coleman except other people saying he is him. <laughs>
0: The, oh, no, um, I'm part of the problem. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> yeah. oh, so, man. What, to, to your question on A.J. Hogard, uh, the answer to me is yes, and that's why okay. at the end of that first half I would have played him against Indiana. It's not about what he had done to that point. It's about who he is to your team, what how he impacts the rest of your team, who he is to opponents, what he can, how he can change a game. You want the ball in his hands. And we've seen yeah. it even in their lowest – You know, you go back to the Northwestern game they lost at home kind of the end of a tough stretch playing down a couple guys, you know, late in that game, he starts to realize, okay, I've got to do this. And he starts to single-handedly try to bring him back. And, and, and that began a really good stretch for him for quite a while. And he's had a couple yeah. games where he hasn't been as good all the time, but yeah, I mean, he is, he is um, the, I mean, we talk a lot about the Malik Hall's impact, but the only player to me, Without question, more important than Malik Hall is AJ Hogard. Like if the, the way MSU's team is built, they really can't afford to lose any of their main dudes, and a lot of teams right. can't in college basketball. But if, for for a long stretch, I mean, if they lost Tyson Walker, the the shot making and, and defense, and if they lose I mean, Joey Hauser, I mean, just I mean the shot making, you know, the, the the savvy on the court, they got problems, right? But Hogard is the one that just they're just a very different team um, instantly. And and they can get by for spells. I mean, Trey Holloman has been a really good freshman, and he understands yeah. his role as well as anybody. I mean, he's not a guy who has high turnovers, doesn't take bad shots. I mean, I think those are all important qualities. Tyson Walker, uh, who, who, who was under the weather the other day, but can obviously play the point guard. You take something away from him, though. I mean, they they have built they've done a good job this season with two things mm-hmm. that I think positionally have made a difference. One is really sticking to. Um, playing Tyson Walker off the ball and that the Trey Holloman's development and and readiness has allowed that to happen and really building on that and letting that work for you. And it's not that they play him entirely off the ball, but that helps and not playing Joey Hauser at the five. If you're going to take your lumps at the five, you don't do it with Hauser and they've done it in a few stretches and it hasn't always gone well. So they haven't been able to try that smaller lineup. But I still think there are teams where that may make sense, but Howser got beat up. That we've seen that it, it doesn't work. He's not a five defensively, especially. And so, I think part of his year this year, number one, he's got a ton more confidence. Uh, you talk to him, just totally different guy. He's in great shape. Um, I think he's having a lot of fun playing this year. But part of that is they've stuck to even when Hall's been there, they play him together. When they do, largely at the three and the four, and they'll take their lumps at the five elsewhere. The benefit of that is you get the Joey Hauser you've got.
0: That kind of funnels right into a conversation that we ended yesterday's show on. And it, it was an email or question like, how far can this team get with Mādi playing the way he is? And I, not to pile on, but to add some context, look, there's one game in the last 11 where he scored seven or more points, uh, just two blocks in his last six games combined. We we all see it. It's not a perfect solution. But how far can you go with Madi Sissoko with Malik Hall back? Now, whether that's 80% Malik Hall, 90% Malik Hall, I, I need you to maybe break check here because I said look, I think that this is a team that can still possibly make a final four run, even with Mādi not playing well if you do have Malik Hall, because okay, your your wings are or your guard plays great. Perimeter defense is there, you can shoot, your veteran led. And also, too, this country is just wide open with college yeah. basketball. Like there are thirty teams that can make this final four. So, if, if, am I? Do you need me to tone down the green Kool Aid drinking over here, or can this team really get by with a late run in March,
1: even with well, the center position so, being as? Eh? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, so the the country being wide open is a big part of things this year. I mean, yeah, um, you know, Larry Lage, who works for the Associated Press, tweeted out yesterday about the AP poll only having one Big Ten team in it for the first time since two thousand four. And, uh, my quote tweet to that, which is a horrible way to reply. Don't quote tweet, just reply. I shouldn't have done it. I I did my own thing, but no, I'm just kidding. If if you're looking to reach a new audience, that's why you quote tweet, right? But the, um, I, I said, the thing is though, there are 12 teams in the big 10 that could compete with and or beat every team out of the top 10 and some of the squads in the top 10. That's the way it is. Like you can rank whatever you want. Um, and, and look, the AP ranking is not really a, a scientific or educated. Pull, sure. Yeah. you have heard me complain about that uh, over and over, but I, I do think they have the goods when they're whole to beat anybody on a given day. And the question is, you know, in the, in March, can you do that four times? Right. I mean, um, you know, can you not, can you avoid the upset? You know, if you're a small upset as it might be, if you're a seven or eight seed and, and then, and, and what you really want to do if you're MSU is there are a few teams that you would be a pretty good underdog against. Even if you could beat them, you want to avoid the eight, nine for sure. Cause you don't want to be in, you don't want to be playing a one in the second round, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, who really is, I mean, Purdue might wind up being a one. So we just saw Michigan state against them. Now we'll get a better sense of that when they, they do it on the road. I think you take the aggregate and you start to look at, you know, where, where yep. MSU really is and Purdue's a weird team, right? Freshman guards have shot one behemoth center to your point on Sissoko You know, I I think um, you look at his last four games, really, I think are the problems. Um, It's like he's averaging about 2.8 points, points, (laughs) 5.5. And his opponents, though, the big problem is his opponents are averaging like 23.8 and 12.8. The guys – now, to be fair to him, he's getting the worst matchup almost every night, and it's just one after another. And I think he's lost some confidence, I really do. And I wrote about him uh, this week off the Indiana game and sort of broke down you know, the, the minutes against Trace Jackson Davis with him and Jackson Kohler, and they were still better with him than Jackson Kohler. And people may not think that okay. just minus and how, and, and defensively. And I talked to Hauser a little bit about that. And, you know, he, the players all know they are still and better defensively with Sissoko out there. He's just sometimes facing the guy. When yeah. You, I mean, Zach Eadie is the guy for Purdue. Trace Jackson Davis is the guy for Indiana. He had – he was 24 of 32 shooting against Wisconsin and Illinois, and then only like 10 of 20 against Michigan State. Like, he's doing that to everybody right now. And Michigan State had its worst defensive game in terms of picking its poison. It kind of picked both against Indiana somehow, which is not the idea what you want to do. Uh, uh, bold, I, so yeah. I, 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 need more out of I think he's lost confidence. I think he's not um, – I mean, people have scouted him. They're no longer allowing that sort of, uh, you know, high ball screen lob to the – rim alley dunk that got him going early in the season offensively yeah. and he's got to understand things situationally I, I thought he really hurt them with, they needed a bucket on a play and he took they shouldn't have thrown it into him but they did and then kicking it out he takes a, a fadeaway shot can't do that and Kohler if we're just talking about situational ball Kohler had two buckets that they really needed that he created for himself like he is you know, his offense starts to negate his defense at a certain point if he's giving you more. And we've seen some from Carson Cooper in Illinois. Yeah. He was the best of the three big men. So, I don't think it's as clear cut anymore. Um, but they uh, they need Sissoko, and they need him defensively. There are certain matchups he's going to struggle with, and they're going to have to know that. You're, you're, he's going to be awful against, um, I think, against Rutgers when they play him again. Because... Uh, Clifford uh, Morrier is exactly him, but 2.0. You never want to face – I don't care if it's pickup basketball. I don't care if it's anything. You never want to face yourself 2.0. Yeah. And that's the guy is yeah. a little bigger, a little stronger, but it's the same thing. It's the worst matchup. And so uh, I think they can go a long way with him I, um, because I think their other four guys who they're going to have on the court are as seasoned and as good at their position as almost every team will have. Like, you, there aren't that many teams in the country that have four or five guys – that you would say would start for just about every team. Now, you you could yeah. say it's a lineup over every team, but Joey Hauser is going to start for everybody. Tyson Walker is going to start for everybody. A.J. Hogar is going to start for everybody. Uh, Malik Hall is going to start for everybody. And, and Jay Nakins would start for a lot of teams. And so individually, having that many guys of quality, um, they just and, and, and a lot, quite a bit of seasoning, I, I still think uh, they have a shot.
0: And we got more with Graham Couch coming in a hot second, but first need to talk your ear off about FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL playoffs are here. We have a big championship weekend coming up and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number 1 sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, well that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you just place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com/lockedon. Hey, FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, player props. Like right now, I'm loving for this weekend's Eagles 49ers game, Dallas Goddard, anytime touchdown, plus 240. That's right, bet $10, he scores a touchdown at any time during the game, you're going to profit 24 smackaroos. And plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy. You get paid quick with FanDuel. So football fans, do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
2: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles
0: So it sounds like keep the hotels booked for Houston. Is that that's your advice. That's, that's what I heard at least. I don't know,
1: but yeah, refundable up to like forty eight hours would be good.
0: Sure, I'll just book a Greyhound ticket there instead of a Delta flight. Then that's that's fine. That's how I'll mitigate the damage financially. Um, I got a fun question. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not a fun question. Maybe I'm patting myself in the back too early here. But uh, let, let's let's play make believe here. Let's let's just really put on our imagination caps and talk about things that aren't even possible. But once that stopped us from having a good conversation. Who would this team benefit the most from having on the roster? Julius Marble, Max Christie, or option C, Amani Bates? Let's go. Let's just throw his name in the in the ring for sake of the conversation here. Yeah, I think it's
1: it's Marble. Um, that easy. Yeah, it's, it's because and it's not the Max Christie. I mean, Max Christie's getting minutes in the NBA. I don't want. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to. Down play. I mean, he was not the player they hoped he'd be offensively last year. We're right. still talking to the a guy they leaned on to guard the best defensive matchups. That they, they leaned on heavily offensively. That was partly in the role he was in because other guys weren't ready. Max Christie yep. came into this roster this year. I think he has a better freshman year because there's a lot more seasoning, a lot more less needed on him. The senior last sure. year was Gabe Brown, who was inconsistent. And the, the guards were growing into themselves. I mean, it was – so I, I don't want to put all that, but they don't need him. Right. They, he would take minutes away from the idea of Malik Hall and and um, Joey Hauser together on the court. He would take minutes away from Akins, who I think, you know, and obviously with their injuries, he would have really helped. Mm-hmm. But when you just look at the ceiling of the roster and the ability to do something in March um, and Bates, just blows up everything. I don't know what that would have been. I mean, you know, maybe the best thing in the world. Maybe headlines, the
0: world. yeah. It would have been headlines for you. That, that that's what that would have added to the team. Somewhere
1: <laughs> between the national championship and the NIT, but the uh, right. it would have, uh, But um, I I do think Marble and Marble has, I mean, lots of deficiencies defensively. He has deficiencies. Yeah. But he's also got grown man strength. Yeah. He's a veteran player. He's played a lot of minutes. He's got some offensive skill. And when Malik Hall's been hurt, they've had very little post presence i mean the best guy they've had really has been like um a.j hogard is a, is mm. a post guy against smaller guards here and there but and, and you don't need that necessarily but it, but it helps to have something uh down there is and it just a lot of seasoning now there are a lot of ways to look at this year and if the goal is is i'm guessing it is for you for michigan state to win a national championship at some point that'd be nice i would take it yeah. i i would argue long term anything that kept them from recruiting Carson Cooper was a mis- would be a mistake. Okay. And anything that – so because I do think Carson Cooper ceiling on the club, like when you see what he has, 6'11", long, has good enough hands. We're already seeing that the way he finished. Like you're already seeing what he can slightly grow into. And you want that – I mean, that's, that's a heck of a find. And then maybe they would have found him and added him to the roster anyway mm-hmm. uh, because they were planning to redshirt him. But if they wouldn't have felt that need, if they wouldn't have added him. And um, again, I they might have. I don't. I don't know if it's worth it for the long term. I don't know because if you think about this team in terms of, we just talked about their ability to make a run in March. It, it's it's absolutely possible. They have, but it is also possible they lose in round one. And oh, totally, yeah. And so when you look at a higher ceiling team that could be spend the year, you look at next year's team, which may have the ideal mix depending on who sticks around. Of young blue chippers, and seasoned really good veterans. It's everything the 2016-17 team did not have when Cassius Winston and Miles Bridges and Nick Ward and Josh Langford came in. Those guys were all freshmen playing big roles. The guys next year are not going to be relied on that way. They're going to get to supplement with their talent and yet not be. And so, you, In that case, you could argue, and we'll see what Malik Hall decides, that him not having the senior year he probably wanted is probably a good thing. Because that's the guy you want coming back. You want Malik Hall yeah. in that lineup next to those young players. You know, you could and, and you could argue um, that Carson Cooper's importance next year, whatever he is, 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 a, is a, he'll still be a role player. I think next year, mm-hmm. but maybe a, with a year in the weight room and understanding what he's getting to a pretty good backup five, um, you could argue that there's 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 more value in that than the, the ceiling of, of Marble this year and what that would have done for you. That said, of those three guys, there's no question is Julius Marble.
0: And just to bridge the conversation of basketball to football, this is how we're going to do it here. As a columnist, as a podcaster, as an esteemed media member who hears from all sorts of fans, what makes you want to slam your forehead into drywall more? Portal talk when it comes to the basketball team or tunnel talk when it comes to the football season because both are kind of always in the news. I mean, everyone's going to talk about the portal after every loss. And then Michigan took away 45 seats at the big house this week and Peace in Ann Arbor was just that easy all along. Who who knew? So, what is more annoying to hear from from the fan bases?
1: Well, I understand. I mean, the tunnel thing is just staying in the news, right? And it's it's so it's newsworthy. And in this week, it's newsworthy that that was the finding that. And, and I could have told you that, that skinny little tunnel wasn't going to work. And it's not just the seats; it's the it's the bottleneck of the two teams when they get up there. Uh, that's the yeah. problem because there are lots of teams that have one tunnel. Michigan State has one tunnel. But the way the teams divide at the bottom of it to turn the corner and walk away before they get to their doors prevents a bottleneck. And that's really what you don't have players back to back. It's just, it's just a different setup that needs to be to be worked out there. I, you know, I mean, there are elements of the Michigan state Michigan football rivalry that are just hard to listen to. Um, But sorry. Yeah, no, no. I mean, look, but people are passionate. I mean, (laughs) but I also understand why MSU fans feel aggrieved about certain things. and uh, I mean, I totally get that. Um, the 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 portal talk after every game. I mean, because there is an argument though, and I think I think what people want though is accountability. I think it would all talk if is all end if Izzo were to say I probably should have gone into the portal, or and people be oh right okay. yeah. And so people people enjoy that accountability. And I'm forgetting the moment right now. There was something. Oh, it was a um, you know. It, it was after the Villanova game, and Michigan State had won, but they screwed up that inbounds play that nearly cost them. Yeah, and Izzo said something along the lines of, "Yeah, probably should have used the timeout there." That's all people really want to hear. It's like, "Oh, he missed the admits the mistake. Nobody's perfect. Get it? Yeah. He's not stubborn about it, you know." And, and and sometimes you don't get that. I think that would help Mel Tucker, for example. Sometimes he does not, you know. It's it's everything's good. No, the, the, the staff's perfect. Everything, you know. And people are just like, "Ah, did you watch?" Is that true,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. And
1: so I, I mean, I, I think. That people just want that – nobody's expecting um, perfection. Uh, they just want people to, to live in, in, in reality and, and to admit occasional faults and imperfections. Um, yeah. So, But, yeah, I, 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 I for me, it's – they're both the, – the constant transfer thing after every game that Sissoko doesn't play well, okay. and, and I would just say this, and we don't know what would have happened, but if they brought in a guy, picture next year's team without Xavier Booker. Just do that, and we don't That'd know what would happen and yeah. then, and then decide if that's still the conversation you want to have. And maybe, maybe it would not have mattered. You bring in a one-year guy; it probably wouldn't matter.
2: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
3: This lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients. Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: I just like to point this out every once in a while. Um, It's funny how the portal never gets mentioned after a win where Tyson Walker plays great or Joey Hauser plays great. Like it's funny how it's never mentioned when one of those two portal
1: additions play great, but I, I digress yeah well and, and Hazard to be fair was before the portal itself but it's still like yeah Izzo is it's very convenient Izzo does not bring up oh, yeah. the positives of, <laughs> of guys he's found out they needed a point guard and they went and got uh Walker and it turned out they were fine with AJ Hogard but they didn't know that you know and and, yeah. and, and they could have they could have done the same for I do think one of the misnomers that I the people say they should have recruited some depth nobody wants to transfer and be depth you can't sell depth a, yeah. come in here be the backup wing I mean nobody's coming to do that so I mean it's a, it's not it's not a it's not an NBA draft you do have to yeah. actually convince somebody to do it and we saw the Mike Parrish too the the Oakland
0: transfer they brought him in I think it was clear that okay I might be the sixth man but nah, I'd rather go to San Diego State and kind of get some minutes here but yeah I, that's just another round of portal talk here and before I let you go because I know you're uh, under the gun here time wise uh you know you give great grades after football games but there hasn't been a game in a hot minute here. So with that said, hey, let's break out the report cards. What grade would you give the MSU football offseason so far? Because I'm anywhere from an A- to a D plus. I really can't wrap my head around it because lack of staff changes. But, however, okay, you kind of save face for signing day. You got some good transfers. You might be getting another four-star offensive lineman. I So what What, what grade are you giving the staff here in the offseason?
1: That's a really good question. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to know uh, everything that's going on there. So this is um, – I mean, the next time I think we'll – really have a, a, a deep conversation with them will be probably around the second signing period, which is soon. Okay. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, there, there has been, I mean, I think he went on uh, Jack Ebling's show, Mel Tucker did and said, you know, talked about the the quarterback, you know, thing. And I think that's, you know, that was probably needed to be said, but I, and I, I do think in terms of my expectations, I, I try to meet a couple things, my expectations for him and that program for Mel Tucker, uh, Going into the season, going into the off season versus the highs and lows, right? They have that mm-hmm. June recruiting thing, and all of a sudden your expectation goes, "Oh wait, what's happening?" Right. And then they have yeah. a, a period where they're losing some guys, and you go, "Oh, what? but but where were they before?" You know. And so I, I I would still put it in the B the B range somewhere because I, I thought if they got seven four star kids in this class, in terms of the trajectory, that would be about. Where you'd want to be, and and again, okay. you got to develop these guys. Some four stars work out, some don't. Some threes are great. Um, I think that was important. I think I am actually in the camp of that they haven't settled a lot, and they've kept a smaller class, and and um, only gone with more acclaimed recruits is a good thing. I think he understands the level that they've got to recruit at, and they'll try to supplement through the portal. They'll try to add guys later, and and maybe there will be some late additions that are 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 plan Bs or such. But I think that's all fine and good, uh, you know, t- to a degree. Um, I, it's, it's, I would put it, you know, I, I, it, it hasn't been, obviously, the trajectory that was going last summer at one point, you thought um, they may recruit at some astronomical level. Uh, but they recruited a better level than they've ever really recruited at before, other than one year under D'Antonio. And I think that's, that's notable, and it hung in there for the large part on a five and seven season. We'll see how that impacts the next year, um, which yeah. I think, you know, what they're able to do. Because the, these three recruiting classes last mm-hmm. year, uh, the, the ones that were true freshmen this year, this year's that are signing now and just signed. And then next year's are the three classes to me that will ultimately determine Mel Tucker's tenure.
0: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, Hey, I, I know that you got to run. You got to talk to Izzo. I hope this was a good warm-up act for heading to the A-list of time. I'm just going to hammer
1: I- him on the portal for like, <laughs>
0: yeah so go really just get after him mm-hmm. yeah and then have him grade the football off season two while you're at it right, let's just get everyone in, uh, on the mix yeah and then if you're feeling it hey see if he wants to ever come on the show um i'm sure he's champing at bit. I mean, he would enjoy him. the conversation <laughs> you should ask him. <laughs> oh i've, I've tried I've, I've tried to work my way through the sids and everything but i just need to show up at his doorstep one day i think he'll be fine with that it'll be <laughs> It'll go over great. No, no Lansing police presence at all after that. Um, but hey, Graham, thanks a lot, man. Nice state journal. Counts the room. You know where to find him. He's Graham Couch for crying out loud. But uh, until next time, hey, tomorrow, we're going to break down the MSU versus Iowa game. Until then, have a great day. Love you all. Go Green.
2: The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need